Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils crossover podcast featuring the DNVR Buffs team. My name is Brittany Boyer. I'm your host. But before we get too far into it, let's talk a little bit about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top rated sportsbook. It really is. If you go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and you put $150, or I'm sorry, and you put $1 down on any football game this weekend, you receive $150 in free bets. I'm Brittany Boyer, your host. Joining me, go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll go around the room. Am I getting called on? I'm Shane. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Shane. Hi. I was delegated to make sure I host this podcast. Good work, Shane. Uh, Sorry, I get so nervous around you guys. I'll, I'll drink to like that. Beer I'll drink to yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do the second part Sorry, of that. Oh, 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 my fingernails. Come on, you got this. I just get so nervous. Oh, you yeah. You just hear me drink it because I'm um, I'm Ryan. You can call me RK. We, uh... I like the buffs. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm Henry. I'm also from DMVR. And uh, yeah, I, I cover the buffs. I don't just like them. Yeah, Henry actually covers them. I'm, I'm just a, you know, a guy. The fan. You are, you are kind of just a guy. Yeah. In my eyes, you're more than that. Though. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Thanks, Shane. We already have a great good. chemistry going. Yeah, yeah, it's going great. We are doing the crossover show this week. As everyone knows, ASU hosts Colorado. It's going to be a really exciting game opening up Pac-12 play. You know... Both teams coming into this game off of a big loss last week. What do you guys – I mean, well, first and foremost, welcome to Phoenix, but what are you looking forward to the most with this game this week? And, uh, oh, before we get too far into this, let's do our trash or treasure. I can't believe I almost forgot this. First, it's Thursday. So Thursday. Uh, <laughs> time for our trash or treasure take for today. ASU will be revealing these beautiful gold jerseys on the field against Colorado. We had Brian Johnson on. To talk with us on Tuesday, he was talking about how he has a de- uh, design to cor- correspond with uh, the jersey release, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has. So we want to know, do you guys think that the jersey is trash or treasure? It's treasure. It's treasure. I, I'm, I'm saying treasure, it's, too. It's gold. It's, 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 it's plentiful and bounty. Really? No, that is yellow. This is See, gold. Colorado <laughs> uses gold. Arizona State no. uses yellow. There, there, there gold is a little bit of gold. Yes, that's, that's, that's pewter. I don't think you know what pewter is. I don't think you know what pewter is. I don't know what pewter is. One's like a yellowy gold, Uh and you guys Uh have an actual true gold. Yes. Arizona State gold has always been this off, like, yellowy, darker. It's like a mix between if you had yellow mixed with, like, a little bit of orange almost, I feel like. Yeah, there are some drops of gold in there. Um, But that, so, uh, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Because really? you guys will say like maroon okay, gold, right? But here's the thing: you're a color snob, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, you know, but wait. Uh, have you ever seen ASU's old, like original gold jerseys that they tried to do back in the '80s, where everyone made fun of them and called them the Fighting Bananas? Those were legitimately yellow, and they were so ugly. So these, in comparison, I think for a lot of Arizona Arizona State fans, at least, I mean, I think back to those jerseys, and this is a treasure in comparison. It's a good one. I mean, it is a good jersey. It is. I don't. I, I. I. I'm not a fan of the two different shades of gold. Even a though a lot one of really people is. have said that. But I do like the sleeves. It's a cool idea. Last weeks were better. Last weeks were like really. I really think. Good. I think this will look a lot better under the lights. I think because mm-hmm. I wasn't really on board with the pearlescent helmet they were doing until I saw it under the lights because I thought the two different tones of maroon were going to clash. But it ended up looking really good. So, so here's <laughs> where I think they went with this different gold outline is because I think that the gold they're going to use on the helmets this game is going to end up being a gradient type of gold like that. Huh. Okay. What do you think, Henry? Solid, very solid jerseys. Um, I think I'm not known. Two tone, not solid. 
<laughs> Thanks, Ryan. That's real important. Oh um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but they're they're good jerseys. They're good jerseys. I think that you know. It, I'm not like a fan of like the changing all the jerseys constantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like just like you have your jersey, you stick Is with that it. Because you guys are boring. You're the um, traditional type of person. We usually aren't until our new coach made us boring. Yeah, boring's one way to put it. But I mean, like Michigan, Alabama, See, nobody like changes no, their there's, jerseys. There's, there's, there's very, heritage there, though. No, but there is a very distinct line. I feel mm-hmm. like that's been drawn in the college football fans. Um, Sand, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fan There's sand. like a line in the sand <laughs> with the fans, yes, the fans in terms sand. of some are diehard. They like the tradition. Oh my god, Shane, I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just actually when you said fan sand, I thought of like a really cool thing you could bring to a tailgate. Like, oh my god, you have a new idea for a tailgate. I think Spano has like a 60 pound bag of multi purpose sand in his car. Yeah. We might, have to, might have to hook you up with hey, that. Bro, let's go build some sand yeah. castles. We'll get that to you. Turn any tailgate into a beach. <laughs> How's it going, Brittany? Uh, I had to make sure I didn't forget what I was going to say. No, I do think that there is a very definitive um, line that separates if you like traditional jerseys and the traditional look or if you like to switch it up and incorporate the change and, you know, Mm -hmm. something fresh every once in a while. And you really don't see anyone who's in the middle. I feel like it's very rare you see people who are in the middle. You're either a classic traditional, stick to what it is, don't change it around, or you're not. Yeah, I feel like for a second there, Colorado actually was in the middle because like they have their very classic look, but they had several variations of it. Like mm-hmm. in their arsenal right now, they have four different helmets, mm-hmm. but they just like the new coach was like, we only wear one Ooh. except for maybe once a year. And they actually got rid of the silver ones. They don't exist anymore. I think that might be breaking news on this podcast. But wow. yeah, they, they're not. Yeah. I mean, I knew they weren't going to wear them. Those were sick. See, uh, But that's why I like when they but, do different jerseys, because I feel like it gives you a, another unique look. That almost makes your school more unique. It brings more of a media attention and grab to you on the field. Um, And, you know, like, I almost feel like people are going to make fun of me because I'm a girl and I'm saying this. But, you know, like, when you look good, you feel good. Like, when you look fresh as hell, you're going to play fresh as hell. So go out there and, like, ball out. There's something to be said about rocking a brand new jersey that people are excited Mm -hmm. for. It adds to the level of, like excitement essentially for these players like they want yeah. to go out there and be like look we play good in these jerseys like the suns to some extent did that the valley jerseys everyone was so excited about that they had the court yeah. and then it became a ritual like they started wearing them in the finals because they won so much in that yeah. jersey that's what the nuggets with the black skylines the year before i i totally believe it i i'll literally bet on the team if they drop a it's fire so jersey alive. before the game i'm like ah, i love that yeah. that's a jersey game you gotta ride some of it. my some of my bets this year were based on the suns i hated their orange jerseys but they were so good in them yeah. so i'd bet on huh. them every time they wore them yeah, I, I feel like if you want to use like a throwback jersey or like some cool jersey like once or twice a season, that, that'd be my move. And then uh-huh. just wear the yeah, same like your jersey the rest of the way. That way it like pops more when you do it. I agree. If I have to choose trash or treasure, I'll say treasure. It's treasure. I think it's treasure. Consensus I like treasure. it a lot. Um, I, I just think it's a really great way to bring back the classic gold that people have wanted to see more and they haven't been able to see mm-hmm. as much of you know and it's it's at least incorporating it but this is i know you argue it's not gold but it's like the same color that basketball uses for their uniforms and that sold really well and it looked really good so i think it gave football a little bit more confidence in terms of going in and what they were going to do when you see the fans love wearing that color too like yeah. you'll see the student section but i just would have mm-hmm. made the the sunbeams on the arm the same color as the rest of the jersey yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't argue that. But I told you my theory as to why, and they haven't. I don't think they've announced anything yet. They may have, and I just haven't seen it. But um, 
I think that that's what the yeah. sticker on the helmets. Buffs be. are going gold helmets, white tops, white pants, which is a good look for them. It I is like nice and clean. Yep. Well, let's move on. Our question of the day that Shane and I had for our viewers on Tuesday was: If Arizona State is going to have another game this season where penalties Tuesdays. ultimately cost them the game, now I'm not sure if you saw Arizona State's oh, yeah. game last <laughs> week. Um, it was, was their it most penalties in a game that they've had since 2006. No, I believe it was 16. 16. Um, and it was absolutely terrible. I'm surprised so we Vontez had... didn't have 16 of his own. I know. But it, 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 okay, so here's the thing Vontez Perfect played under Dennis Erickson. And this dates back past Dennis Erickson's time to Dirk Cutter's era at ASU. That's how poorly of a performance it was on Saturday night in terms of penalty and just lack of discipline. Um, so that was the question of the day. We had 144 votes. 85% of people say yes. They feel like ASU is going to have another game this season that penalties are going to cost them the game. I, I, I think it I think it might be this game too. It's going to cost them the spread at least. That's for sure. Um, but let's let we'll talk about that later. Well, let's get on to the question of the day today. You want to pull that up now. Um, this is something I was thinking of. I go on hikes a lot down here, and the 100-degree weather doesn't bother me that much mm -hmm. um, unless it gets to like 110 or it's humid. So the question of the day today is, would you rather run a mile in 110-degree heat in the middle of Phoenix or uh, elevation 5,200 feet, run a mile there in Denver? I mean, I feel like the, the answer for us is easy. Like You, you guys are trying. Rather, mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd rather do it at, at altitude. Yep. It's not like – if you if you got off the plane and did it right away, it would definitely yeah. suck. But you get used to it pretty quickly. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's basically the answer. The altitude makes a difference. I do think the altitude makes a difference for sure. The heat like is just so relentless. It's debilitating. Yeah. yeah. The thing for uh -huh. me is, well, I'm interested to see people that don't live in Arizona or Colorado answer this question because then they're you know non biased. I'm still taking the heat, and I've yeah. like. By the way, Boulder 53, 5300. Oh, fucking! Well, a little higher than Denver. Sorry, heads up. <laughs> well, I, I need to do better. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, yeah. Listen, it's still high enough. I don't want to run either way. Like, <laughs> Good take. That's that's, a, the, that's the best. That's answer. probably the answer. The answer it, it, answering with which we'd rather do. You just say no. No, <laughs> I'm not doing it either. I feel so like no. don't yeah. put me down for cardio. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how far you, or how long you have to run. Too. A mile. Yeah, a mile. But then, like, if it was like four miles. I feel like that's where the altitude would really start to yeah, kick in. Yeah, true. The altitude gets you like pretty fast, though. Everybody always talks about like the third quarter, though. Doc, I get winded when I walk up the stairs. Okay, well, yeah. maybe your vote doesn't count for too much. <laughs> maybe, maybe yours is just like, ah, it's not going to go well either way. Why? Because listen to her. Oh, she's saying, <laughs> okay, but when you're in Colorado, like if you had to walk up the flight of stairs that was in that or, like stadium, tell me you don't get winded. And then think I mean, about okay. like, the idea of like running four miles there versus running Ooh. four miles here. Yeah. I mean, it, it all sucks is the but answer. But also, yeah. this isn't sea level. I feel like that has to be, you know. True. How, is we're it not close? sea level, but we're definitely, like, not that high above it. I think huh. I think the um, Diamondback Stadium is the second highest elevation of any, yeah, of any really? team in the MLB. That's kind of crazy, right? That's yeah. I actually bizarre. didn't know that. It's the valley. I guess. We're in a valley. It's a thousand feet elevation. Famously, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know very much what is this, geog Geography? It might be. Top, is it is it top, topography? It's Dude, definitely people, topography. Is it really? It might also be is it really? Dude, I'm yeah. smart. Yeah, you're on it today. Kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Um, you have uh, some Herm stuff um, that we're going to touch on before. We do. We do. So uh, Herm spoke at the press conference. Uh, Herm and Bobby Wade, they both were out there on Monday discussing, you know, 
everything after the loss and what they're looking forward to this week and focusing on this week and moving forward. So um, I know you guys wanted to talk about how ASU matches up against Colorado. Um, Personnel-wise, Bobby Wade discussed how well he believes ASU matches up. I don't know. Uh, do you want to roll that clip right now for us so we can talk? Personnel's tricky. You know, they, they change a lot of um... – uh, they, they change it. it. It's it varies. You know, they go from a three-four to a four-three. You know, they got different down line and they move the things around a lot. So we just got to be prepared um, to really bring our offense to them. I think you know, really find a way to settle down and do what we do really well. Uh, you know, trust our eyes, trust our training. You know, see what we see because they're gonna twist it up, they're gonna mix it up, and then you know, seeing last week how BYU did a ton of drop eight on us. We anticipate probably some of that, especially after taking a loss. So we just got to be prepared for absolutely everything. Personnel-wise, I think we match up really well. You know, I think we'll be able, especially in the secondary and the perimeter, you know, I still think that our group is uh, the dominant group when they're on the field. I thought last week we were too. And we just got to be prepared for any opportunities we get and, you know, be able to capitalize on them. So I know that was kind of a long video, but he rambled a little bit there getting started. And so I couldn't necessarily just – cut into it there but um it's it's a good matchup I think it's going to be um very competitive very close but I do think that ASU is going to have the edge in the game offensively um and that's really going to be what's going to end up sparking what do you think he said about personnel do you think he's correct in saying that ASU's matches up well against this Colorado team so so the big thing to me though is like yeah the secondary matches up well against the passing game Mm -hmm. because Colorado's quarterback literally just refuses to throw the football. So it doesn't matter if there's like open receivers anyway, because he just won't throw the football. Um, when you like look at the corners against the receivers, though, I think it's it's a fun matchup uh, with like Chase Lucas and yeah. Jack Jones. Jack Jones? Jack yeah. Jones. Like, like those are some really good corners. Yeah. But the kind of the trend with that whole secondary is that they're a little bit undersized. Yep. And so when you have big guys like Brendan Rice and and all of them out there, you think like, okay, maybe on these deep balls they get a chance. I think we saw a little bit yeah. against BYU, some deep balls that they threw that worked. Um, the problem, again, being that the quarterback will not be throwing deep balls. And for that reason, I think that the so, edge has to go to I Spurs on State. I want to bring something up because you touched on Brendan Rice. He is from here originally, played yeah. at Hamilton. So, you know, coming back here, there were a lot of people who gave him shit when he left and went to Colorado. Really? So I'm sure he's going to come back here and want to play with a vengeance and put on too. So that's something to look for. Maybe I have a feeling he's going to be wide open. <laughs> I, don't, I have a feeling it, maybe it might not matter. Maybe from the Wildcat? Maybe, maybe. Oh. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah it's we, were, a tough we, were, we were talking earlier today and you were a big proponent of the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's hear it. The, the main reason is because what Henry was saying, like the buffs aren't throwing the ball right yeah. now. Like, like what happens is Brennan Rice takes a snap, drops back, holds on to it for a while, either Maybe runs and throws it away, or gets sacked uh, mm-hmm. or runs. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, we've just like the whole entire Colorado fan base all week is just saying, like, okay, well, what can they do to change this up? Because mm. what they're doing isn't even coming close to working. 20 consecutive drives without points. Um, it's a Pac-12 record. So, and like, okay. this, is a, this is a conference <laughs> hey, that has hey, U of A in it. Hey, your still not as bad as U of A. That's what I was just going to well, say. Well, I was going to say, yeah, nope. no, I mean, yeah, like, but offensively, it's worse. This, I mean, that's, it's, yeah. uh, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. I mean, clearly in the Pac-12, it's a record, but the, the, that just me. I'm so sorry. I just no, makes me sad. Yeah, no, it's, it's sad, yeah. It's, it's really it's bad. So, like, <laughs> wild, like, the, you know, this is a team that has a lot of talented backs. Jared mm-hmm. Broussard, Ashad Clayton, um, Alex Fontenot. And, 
you you're just starting to think like okay well could you do like a three back wildcat motion type of stuff i mean that's where we're at that's insane <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you're creating that in place yeah, in your head a hundred percent like <laughs> absolutely triple option you know like that's that's sadly what it's come to um but henry's right i mean there there is a point where like they're just gonna have to force him to let it go throw the ball but that also could but that result point was weeks ago it like, was. and, and nothing, nothing has like, changed <laughs> there, there has to be an adjustment mm-hmm. here where they're saying like okay listen brendan if you have single cro- coverage on on Brendan Rice on the outside, like you have to throw it, for sure. So basically, we're saying we don't know what we're expecting. I really do yeah. think they're going to have to come with something different and creative in this well, game. Absolutely. So Herm is expecting something, and we have a clip of that also, we do. right? So let's so hear what Herm let's, has let's to see say. what Herm thinks. Well, as we as we enter our Pac-12 season, um, our opponent Colorado. Um, when you look at them on tape, very good defense. You don't allow a lot of points. Uh, the last game they played, the uh, ball got turned over a bit and put their defense in in, in some bad situations, but um, uh, they're, they're very sound. They don't give up a lot of points. Offensively, um, they have a talented group of wide receivers and some running backs. Quarterback is similar to the guy we just faced. Uh, he's got a good arm and, and can make a lot of plays with his legs. So they're a football team that um, you know has some talent. Uh, they're, they're big up front. On, on their offensive line. Defensively, they're long. Uh, they've got a really good secondary play, a lot of man-to-man, play a lot of press coverage. So that's going to be a test for us in the passing game. Let's try to get some guys open. Uh, but um, uh, they, they play very physical. They're a very physical football team. So we got our work cut out for them. As you guys know, the Pac-12 is one of those conferences that it just seems like uh, when we get into conference play, Anything can happen. And I think when we have nine games left, they're all packed 12 games. So that's going to kind of dictate uh, what type of team we are going forward. So that that whole thing about getting receivers open is basically Herm saying we need that guy. And that's something me and Britt have been talking about mm. for weeks is there is no main dude in the receiving core. Like there's talented names, you know, Ricky Pearsall, Andre Johnson. There, there, there's guys that should be that guy, but every game it's like, Three for 33 yards, four yep. for 20. Like, it, nobody is that guy on this ASU team. And that, I mean, that's the biggest worry for me, at least right now. Right. And this is a team that went from Nikhil Harry exactly. to Ronald Brandon Ayu, Jalen Strong. For a while, they've had that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's definitely something that's showing up on tape when I watch ASU is like, Jaden Daniels just doesn't doesn't necessarily have a guy who he's like, all right, it's third and six. There's the not, only person I've yeah. seen that has even made any sort of effort that I think you could argue that he would consider being those guys would be LV Bungley Shelton or um, Curtis Hodges. Bungley Shelton's been great, but, that, but that's recency bias too. He was he, he was the best receiver in that BYU game. He also stepped it up a little bit though more in that uh, UNLV game. Yeah, he had he had a, how, he had a big. How old is Herm? 60, he sounds so. I believe he's sixty-seven. I, I genuinely think it's because he 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 doesn't talk. He talk yells to he's his. He's like players. as dusty as that helmet on the table. Like, jeez. Um, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he just needs some throw lozenges. Uh, he needs a Ricola. He sounds. He does. Really, he sounds like really old. <laughs> Ooh, I was right. Whoa. See, wow. see how good I know my team. He's older than Vic Fangio. Wow. He's That's old. Three years younger than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll seems huh. seems he's, younger than him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That's because Pete Carroll chews gum all day. 
<laughs> it keeps his jaw nice. And- <laughs> so you, know, you know when you get really stressed out and your jaw starts clenching? You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. when you're grinding your teeth? Yes. So that happens to me when I'm on DraftKings Sportsbook. But there's no... <laughs> wow. But there's no... Wow, what a transition. <laughs> that was but with, with, with the insurance they have on these same game parlays, I don't have to be stressed all the time. Mm, they give you $25, up to $25 back. And the same game parlays are right up my alley. I made one tonight. We, we had our bet show earlier. Yep. Um, I placed another one actually for... <laughs> Uh, uh, Davis Mills uh, over one and a half touchdowns, and Davis Mills over passing yards. Big Davis Mills guy. I'm huge. I mean, but but uh, that's not me saying it's gonna happen. That's me saying I could. Yeah, Davis yeah. Mills. He, he he's a capable guy, kind of. Um, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Do those same game parlays. Get this KMS offer. Bet just one dollar on any football game this week and receive receive 150 dollars in free bets instantly when you use code PHNX. Um, it's it's fun, it's easy, it's quick, it's safe, it's secure. That threw me off. I looked at the thing and I was going like this and my hands were moving different. Okay. <laughs> uh, download that app. That Use code PHNX. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Wow. Good job with that. I'm pretty good at mm-hmm. that. You got that down by now. It's I like, like it's like I um it's like I'm the starting running back of a team and they called it halfback dive. Like of course I'm gonna gain three yards. Why not gain five? Mm. Exactly uh, like that. If only you were good at um, placing bets as you are reading about them. I'm I, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't tell people to take my advice. I just say keep tabs on me. Keep well, on me. I I'm not really great at giving betting advice, but I, I have picked a couple upsets recently. And uh, that's something that everyone can be looking forward to. You can go over to gophnx.com. We'll be having our uh, weekly Pac-12 predictions going up tomorrow for you guys to look at with the odds, the spreads, the money line, everything coming from DraftKings. And a little breakdown of every game and every matchup that we have on the slate for the Pac-12 schedule this weekend. And also, I'm not sure if you guys read anything or not that I had put out yesterday. Oh, but. ASU, I, I am starting a new series. It's going to be about seven pieces worth of work. Um, sleeping giant, baby. But why ASU will forever be a sleeping giant, at least as of right now, unless some things change. And I know that it's a touchy subject, and a lot of people necess- uh, don't necessarily like to talk about it, or uh, it makes them very irritated to talk about it, or they point the fingers. But I really want everyone to read this in full and and let me know what your takeaway is and see if it um enlightens anything um for you or makes you change how you see and if you decide that you're gonna try to uh move forward a little bit differently from now on and that's how i'll leave that that's that's one thing you guys don't have to worry about is expectations well it's funny that you bring that up because colorado is one of 25 schools in the nation that has a national championship and a heisman trophy Mm -hmm. like for many years the sleeping giant thing was being said about CU too. Yeah. It just went so far downhill yeah. that that was kind of broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny you mentioned about expectations is they had kind of gone away, but then last year, you know, they go four and two, they're four and one in their five regular season games. They lose to Texas in the Alamo bowl and it got hope back up. And literally in the last seven days, it's been crazy. The loss to Minnesota was so bad that it has gone like yeah fans have gone to like, a lot of fans have gone to a new low <laughs> like um, legitimately there are people in the mm-hmm. ASU football Facebook group who are already calling for Herm Edwards to be fired so I mean yeah I mean ASU fans are a very unique I might be with that I, I know I I love Herm 
But I, I was pretty surprised they didn't fire him before the season with all the, the, the stuff going on yeah. behind the scenes. It's so funny that that's kind of been pushed aside for now, too. I know. Nothing well, there's a lot of stuff about. that I feel like we also still haven't been told. Like, yeah, we've been told a lot, but I feel like there's a lot they're still keeping from us. And I'm just waiting for it all to drop before yep. I really make a full assumption because I've heard such a vast array of what's going to happen from like, oh, hey, they're just going to have a couple scholarships that they lose um, to like, oh, they're done. They're going to get axed. I, I, I think it's definitely a distraction for these players. It's kind of like a like the players in the locker room, like they hear about this and then they go, they're expected to practice every day. Not even think of it. It's like your parents are arguing upstairs and you can hear them shout. You don't know yeah. what to do. You just kind of You play. just ignore it. Well, and then what? I mean, they they have three assistant coaches get get like yeah. suspended or whatever they and call it I before mean, the season. I'm quite frankly, still surprised that Antonio Pierce is still on Antonio Pierce is the right one now. That um, I know, like it's a little bit of a touchy subject to talk about the mm-hmm. NCAA investigation because it's still like an ongoing investigation. But with how much he was brought up and named, I was just like, okay, but he's still here, like. And also, the other thing is, he was who ASU was kind of looking to groom. At least a year and a mm-hmm. half ago, they made this announcement when they named him, uh, I believe it was like the co-associate head coach or something. It was okay, some yeah. weird title, but it was not like assistant coach or something or like assistant head coach. It was like co-associate, something weird. Um, so they were they already had put it out there that they wanted to groom him for the next head coaching role after Herm Edwards was gone. And I think that also gave a lot of ASU fans... Um, some some faith in terms of like okay the program's going to be moving in the right direction they're going to have something to build on you know the, it's going to be a coach that's familiar with the program and it's he's going to make it his own and the way he ended up at least making it his own since the news has come out is not things people want to see they're not things that make you necessarily feel good i've heard a couple people say distinctly like well this is what happens when you hire a wildcat and I'm like, okay, but I don't think that's what it is. I honestly think that's it's incredible. just like the mentality right now really is coming down to like mm-hmm. win and win at all costs. And like they're doing their best, but it still wasn't enough. So they're trying to keep up with like schools because I mean, they're thinking, and this is just from my perspective, I'm sure they're getting mm-hmm. a lot of pushback from um, the upper athletic administration in terms of what they need to produce on the field because of how much money they've spent on contracts, renovations, ETC, whatever you want to say. Um, So I think that they're coming down on them to perform. Um, I think that they're worried about fans coming out to the games because it's already a hard sell, especially with this many people in a town this size, or I should say a city this size, we're the fifth largest city in the United States. Um, And there's always something to do. So they they need to elevate that level of talent on the field to draw people out. Yeah, and especially (laughs) early in the year, it is hot. So um, I feel like their whole main goal was really like, everyone is expecting them like, hey, why aren't you on the same level as like, all I don't know, like Bama, Clemson, Florida. L, well, I don't want to say LSU right now because I'm really not that great, but LSU in years past. And it's like, okay, well, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but there's so many factors. But for one of them is like the same thing you say about ASU is the same thing people say about Boulder. When but you that's go why there. they end up. But I feel like that's why they're ending up cheating though right now because they're starting to push down more and more and more in terms of like yeah. you need to produce, you need to produce. Yeah. So they're trying to pull in the bigger name recruits any mm-hmm. way that they can, even if it's just like one or two a class, it could be a difference maker. That's yeah. the way that they're I mean, doing it. Everyone's cheating. So it's yeah. just who's <laughs> it's who's getting caught. It's who's doing it more blatantly. But what I was saying is like people come and they visit and they go to ASU and they walk around campus and they're like, how do people not come here? How do kids not come here? Mm-hmm. Say the same thing about Boulder. Yeah. So Mel Tucker said, right. It's like if, if we can get them on campus, they're coming to Boulder. And he's probably in a lot of cases, he's right. 
Um, but there's a lot more that goes into college recruiting than like getting a kid to come on campus. Like and cars. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now the NIL stuff will be really interesting. You're talking about the movie cars. I was like, <laughs> no, no. that's a good selling point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cu- hey, no more film, just cars. One, two, and three. <laughs> Take your pick. It's all we're watching. Um, yeah, I mean, from like an outside perspective, though, you know, before last season, I thought that Arizona State was the best team in the conference, and I was fired up. You know, in the in a DNVR Madden oh, League, and then they go into the first game and have a complete <laughs> meltdown in the last two minutes against USC, and blow that. Oh, exactly. that was a joyous one to watch. Exactly. I had ASU money line in that one too. I got to stop doing that, oh, brother. Dude, I was so mad, like oh, I bet. mad, mad, and I was not I in lost a good place at money. that point in my life. Did like, we all lose money? I think we all might have. We got. I know I did. This. Oh yeah. man, I just got like. <laughs> Even if we didn't all lose money, maybe I'm lying. Um, let's go to the ASU yeah. sports update, and uh, you guys have some stuff as well. For sure. Um, a little bit of an ASU sports update, then we'll let uh, the Buffs guys do well, a Colorado update. Someone said Notre Dame is cheating? Question mark. Yes. <laughs> Everybody is cheating. <laughs> yeah. Um, why aren't they filled with five star? Well, because no one wants to go to South Bend. I mean, it's not like Arizona State's filled with five stars, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> we're no, filled we with five star There's only like what? That's a good spin. 50? No, we're filled. Well, only five stars exist in a class. Maybe together. fifty. I think maybe. less than that. Most of them go to Alabama yeah. or Ohio True. State. True. Yep. Okay. Um. So, quick update with some ASU sports stuff. Then we'll let Colorado go. Give you. Like, give your update on where your sports are at. So first and foremost, volleyball opens up their Pac-12 play tonight against U of A. It's going to be a big game for them tonight. Desert Financial Arena, so it's a home match. Um, Soccer opens up Pac-12 play this Friday on the road at Washington. And Shane, did you see ASU soccer is ranked the highest on the AP poll in program history that they've we were ever right. been ranked. We were right. At number 15. We were right. They are good. And their one good. loss is to currently number five yep. LSU. So we that's right. huge. Um, soccer has been a great turnaround, and I'm excited to see what else they have going on. You know, hockey, the puck drops uh, next Saturday. That's going to be excited. We'll have Craig Morgan coming on soon to give you guys more hockey updates. Legend. Also, mm-hmm. make sure you go over to PHNX. You can read some of his hockey stuff. If you're um, just an overall hockey fan, he has – a ton of awesome stuff for the Coyotes. I don't up. think he needs any more fans. He has a bunch of little minions that just oh, yeah. are all over his Twitter. It's hilarious. He does have minions. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, ASU former ASU baseball player and right-handed pitcher Seth Martinez got his shot at the big leagues on Tuesday when the Astros called him up. So that's, that's also that's super fun. exciting. He played at him. ASU, I believe, between uh, 2013 and 2016. Must so. be nice to have a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> eh. And he's a native right. of Arizona. He went to Sunrise Mountain High School. So, wow. hey, shout out to that AZ native, Seth Martinez, making his MLB debut. Just sucks it's with the the Houston Astros because they're cheaters. And, well, hey, I guess hey, ASU are cheaters. So, hey, those in his family. <laughs> yeah, uh, Colorado side. Uh, honestly, not as much happening because there's no hockey. There's, uh, no, there's baseball. no baseball, which, again, I'm cool with. I'm not. Uh, but the uh, volleyball team just started Pac-12 play. They were undefeated in non-conference play, lost, got swept against Washington State. So there's a fun yeah, update there. <laughs> Soccer team starts a conference play against Cal on Saturday. Four and three in non-conference. Some uh, some tough losses. You know, Florida State, top in the country, mm-hmm. TCU. So we'll see what happens once they start playing the rest of the Pac-12. Do you guys have a good golf program nope. or a golf program? Yeah, they do have one. Yeah, yep. Not good. Uh, not historically, no. no. Okay. And no, no Phil Mickelson or John Rahm's coming through there. Florida State's girls soccer program 
could win a football game before their football program. I like where this is going. I, just, what, what, any ideas for this new sport we're um, creating? I, I don't know, but I think I have a name. Well, we win the national championship in skiing like every other okay, year. Okay, but I'm talking about a brand. That's Across not country, an invention. We dominate that around forever. a new sport. <laughs> Like, are you uh, saying like bring badminton to? No, 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 create a completely different. Sport. What about football? But you have to go up a mountain. <laughs> Whoa! What about what about what about ba- what about basketball? But you have to go down a mountain. Oh, <laughs> that sounds dangerous. What about what about? I like, don't think we're close. What, what about like a decathlon? But it's all carnival games. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good time. That one actually sounds fun. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna come up with it right now. No, no. Being honest, I don't think later. we're close at all. Um, we'll get back to this. All right. Let's get to our keys to the game. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude. Thank you. <laughs> keys to the game. Look at that graphic. I think I saw somebody. Don't be mean to Jacob. Did somebody did, did somebody up there say um, they don't like the mascot? Is that yeah. a, like the like wow. Sparky in general or our mascot? I don't really know, but it's this. Hey, if you commented, go elaborate on that. Humble. Rumble. Oh well, that sucks. It might be one of our Because he's awesome. Um, okay, so. Keys yeah. to the game. Uh, we'll let you guys go first since you're the away team. I've got one. Is it score a point? It's score a point. That was going to be mine too. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> That's going to be a major key. Got to get at least one. Six quarters. Six quarters they've gone without scoring a point. Hey. Ten would be crazy. It's got to happen here ten soon, be, right? Ten would be so bad that it would almost be cool. I, yeah, well, we'll see what happens <laughs> if we get there. Ten yeah. straight quarters. I don't know. You just got to get Jarek Broussard going. I, I think realistically that's key number one. Uh, they they didn't have him in the second half against Texas A and M. First half they're moving the ball well. They they could have won that game. They had opportunities to score more points, and then uh, didn't didn't play in the second half. Uh, didn't play in the first quarter of the last game, and then wound up with uh, five carries for eight yards, which uh, was enough to get him Pro Football Focus's highest offensive grade for Colorado in that game. Um, but yeah, you that's got incredible. You, you got to get him going. Let's just call it a uh, hundred yards for Jarek Broussard. <laughs> you okay no no not at all <laughs> um all right you can what's your number one key for this game i think we already know because i started off with it penalties yeah. jeez mm. louise they cannot cannot give up 16 pen- what's the number what's so the number many. that they can or over under for survive seven no 12 i'd say 12 if if they get less than 12 i think we win this game fine but if, if if it's more than twelve, penalties so, <laughs> so many. many. Well, the crazy thing is, like, there's the penalties, but they they shoot themselves in the foot if in ASU so many gets different 12 ways. Penalties. Yeah. Like, I'm going to like go on a tangent on our website with my next story oh and boy. just like like I was saying on our show this morning. Um, I guarantee there's a point in this game where you, you guys are third and twenty and on like our forty five, and our DNs assaults your quarterback. And mm. and it's an automatic, or even just a holding call downfield. Yeah, and it's an automatic first down. Like Our? it's gonna happen. Are we playing? Are we seeing up, Shane? Uh, they, 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 do it, they do it to me, so I do it back. Um, yeah, I think they can. They can probably get away with a lot of penalties in this one. Unless something big is changing. What was it? Three consecutive false starts. Uh, two, and then next down, two in a row again. It's crazy because they was, do that stuff, and then they drop mm-hmm. balls on third down. They fumble the opening kickoff. They fumble the interception later on. That was on. the worst. Like, and it's that's crazy. because Gordon Porter is not normally their kick returner. DJ Taylor was like, out, the best in the conference. And so Gordon Porter was like, "Yo, I'm gonna ball out," and he like takes out the end zone, fumbles it right away, and I'm just like, takes "This is terrible." Like, what's he thinking? But yeah, I mean, just constantly shooting themselves in the foot. It was crazy going back and watching that game. The the, the reverse flea flicker touchdown they give up. 
Mm-hmm. Like that was honestly fluky that, was that they awesome, were down okay, and two it's, scores it's at It's very time. ironic how they completed that because <laughs> the, the way they were able to pull that off involved kids that are out of Arizona. They were kids that were recruited huh. out of Arizona for high school mm. that ASU passed on. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, we're going to just score on you. And uh-huh. it's like, Does BYU have any kids or are they all like 27? Some of them yeah. are like... <laughs> Like oh, Gunnar Romney is like a normal age, I believe. But then uh, there's like I'm pretty sure he's of age to run for office. <laughs> other, sure well, there's another Romney that's up there. I think that's older. Yeah, there's multiple Romneys. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Death and taxes. There's a Romney everywhere. <laughs> um, Death taxes. ASU is going to get penalized so and probably what, lose. What's your game. actual over under for what what you what think I they're going to happen? Yeah. I think they. We'll probably be floating around the nine to ten mark this game because I think that Herm has. I mean, I said this last game for them. I I said the exact same thing. I think I said these first two games were a test. Week three is when you figure it out, and then they did more than they did the last couple games. <laughs> and at halftime in the in the BYU game, I was like Herm drilled it into him for sure. And then again, it was a slow start with penalties. It, 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 I don't understand. Yeah, do they, do they hate Herm? Are they doing this in spite of him? Um, like it, well, it blows my mind. And that after. Last game, we did a post-game show, and I basically went on there and said, I'm so goddamn tired of all of these excuses from this team. Like, I really am. I feel like it's always... Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.